Welcome, everyone. This is Mac on the Rock. If you're wondering why my name is Mac on the Rock on the radio, it's simply my initials, M-A-C, for Manuel Angel Cambo, and a parochial term for people who live on the key who very seldom would go off the key growing up. We are from the rock. You guys got off the rock yet? Are you guys going to come off the rock? Are you going to be there by? And we would attend these parties at 11 o'clock and leave by 1. And we would take everybody with us that we thought were fun, beautiful, and attractive. So that meant the ladies. And the guys from the Gables, they really liked that. You know, we went most of associated with Coral Gables because the vast majority of my friends went to Coral Gables High. I was a private school kid. Went to Belen. And Columbus and Belen um, basically was Lourdes and Carrollton High School. But I was different from all those folks because the better looking ladies were, ladies don't come after me now, sorry, but I found affinity. (laughs) Um, I haven't introduced, you heard a noise there that was like socialist screaming with a megaphone, but anyway, his mic's not on yet, so you didn't hear that. I just wanted to do the intro because I've got uh, socialist Alejandro with me and it's, it's wonderful to have you. We'll change the story. By the way, I just hung out with Gable's Guys and girls, basically, that's what I would do. That's what Key Rats would do, and I was one of those. Okay, here we go, Alejandro. Uh, he de- self-declared himself a socialist. He finds it uh, like an open-ended subject that's still yet to be found in, I guess, a human race. And uh, he, I, I want him to tell me, I'm going to give him all the time in the world today, to tell me where he thinks... Socialism has gone right, and where does he think it's gone wrong? Because he said something that I hope will come out now. So sure, you've got I, a moment I, of your time. Go I, for it. And I, I say, I think that's a very fair question, because I even feel like, in all honesty, even among other leftists, this isn't really a conversation we're entirely honest about. Um, for example, I think a good job in social democracy lately would have to be Brazil. Um, I think Lula pulled millions out of poverty with the nationalization of oil. Um, and, mil- and millions for himself. Yeah, but I was about to say, there's an issue of corruption in a lot of these times. So what we see from a lot of mixed market socialist attitude countries, like especially within the pink tide, is that they successfully lower rates of poverty and they make things better across the board for people. However, there is always an issue of corruption. So okay. how uh- I approach it? It's, I'm going to be straight up and honest. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie. You are already. But that... Because Lula never took anybody out of poverty. He was just so dirt poor that he, number, hand, the he raw, handed the out The raw money. numbers would very much disagree with that. And he, his re-election shows that he still had a following. It's, it shows that he rigged another election like uh, it's happening all over the world. Continue. You, you can't just say rigged election when you It's lose. rigged. It's rigged. They're all rigged. And the court systems... Uh, aren't going to allow it to go to court because it flips the whole thing upside down. The military will have to take over, and that's exactly how militaries take over. I hate to see Bolsonaro that... did not have any evidence to show. That's why he got fined. Guess what? Either did Donald Trump because it is without standing. Donald Trump was turned down when by they... Republican judges. The his ones own that party could not back I'll, him on his claims I'll... because they were such transparent lies. Okay, so while you say that... What the judges all said, universally, not any exception, because the the lawsuits were also put on by attorney generals of states that 
saw precincts rigged. They said, the judges said, including the ones that you're very correct, that were appointed by Donald Trump, 360 of them. I don't say all 360 heard these cases, but I'm saying that, yeah, there's a lot of conservative judges made the statement flat out, and it only applies to election law. You are without standing, sir. We are not going to hear the case. Well, of course, if you keep on counting felonious ballots where the signatures are not agreed upon, where they're not even looked at, when states hand out mail-in balloting, whether you request them or not... There have been no... um site of voter fraud as a systemic problem. Okay. There are always cases of individual voter fraud, uh, are, but it has not been, been systemic. Enough, enough, enough said. There's a lot of cases where, yeah, we admit that there's fraud, but not enough to have changed the source uh, and the total of the elections. Okay. Granted. Until that is overcome somehow, until it's so gross and obvious, like in the case of Brazil, when... The military takes over. You'll know why. Because you socialists took it too far. You've won too many rigged elections. Um, and the, the military is going to step up one day, and it's going to be a sad day for American history when the military has to just overturn an election by force. And guess what? They might stay around. They might not give back power to us. And it'll be you all's fault, the left, who for some reason play the game as it was written, like was said recently on the air. That until Republicans realize we got to win these elections based on the laws that you guys have gotten put into the into law, which is mail-in balloting, boxes, and ballot harvesting, you're going to keep on winning. You guys wrote these rules, you passed them, you had the majorities, and you guys sit sit on your ivory tower. I read it in. Uh, I it, follow, this, this sounds like losers sour grapes. Yes, until we take you out, and when we take you out, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a right-wing military I, I, I junta. Don't, I don't want to take you. I don't want I don't to take want, anybody. I don't want I the want military junta either. You got to stop. Every side is properly represented. Another person who I would say um, really helped out the country, despite and I'll freely admit it because I don't make up things, is Evo Morales has been routinely elected, even when he was taken out for corruption charges, his party continued to win elections because that is a popular platform. So did Fidel Castro, sixty years straight. 60 years straight. Um, you're not going to... So did Chavez with the same voting system that was brought to the United States. Uh, Dominion voting I, I have, system. I have a lot of criticisms of Chavez, but Chavez, yeah. among people who've been among Venezuelans, they love that guy fanatically. Yes, there's a lot of socialists out there. There are many here. And I would even say... Um, from the transition from the Russian Empire, I'm not saying the, you're. A, I'm not saying that I'm a majority. I'm saying that you are the majority, and things are going terribly wrong. That, that you you got to make your case better. Yeah, you make crime, your case better. crime in the streets. You got to make your case. Black better. Lives Matter. Uh, very few of them being convicted and even charged. Uh, it's less than ten percent that have actually been found guilty of the stuff that's on video. Uh, your laws that doesn't allow me to shoot everybody to death who break into my store because I'm not allowed to shoot over property damage. I can only shoot if my life is in, uh, or an employee or a family member or any other citizen is in death and deathly positions uh, of dying. Uh, 
I can't shoot you because you smashed into my store and start stealing my stuff. Going on to another success story of socialism, I would even say, granted, it brought many problems and was the biggest one of the biggest problem makers in the last century. The conversion to the Russian Empire to the USSR was an overall be- benefit to Russians everywhere. They made um, they became a major industrialized country. Such things as um, the ban on homosexuality was outlawed. Jews were allowed to finally be around in public. Um, Those are not benefits, you're saying? No, those are benefits. These were liberating factors of the Soviet Union. Oh, you mean homosexuality was no longer outlawed? Yes. Okay. Thank you. It's Uh, important that the audience understand that. Yes. No, and I appreciate that. Also, I would also say um, Tito's Yugoslavia. I know many people who have lived there who talk fondly upon him. And he was also against the Soviet Union. a lot of Spaniards talk fondly of... Franco. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure... Tito kept the country together, but look, war broke out and a holocaust ensued yeah. of Muslims in Serbia being slaughtered by Christian Ser- Serbs, Orthodox Christians. In fact, there's a person here on Blink Radio who was a survivor of that. She, 12 years old, she escaped through... Uh, through uh, uh, the book is right over there. Um, a beautiful book, a uh, beautiful title. I loved it because she emphasized her father throughout her travels because she didn't see him throughout the war. And her mom was Muslim and he was Orthodox Christian. I know he served on the Olympic team as a long-range um, a cross-country skier and, uh, and a skeet shooter. So they used him as a sniper during the war and he refused to. And um, she went through the Bosnia, uh, the Bosnian War. Bosnia Herzegovina, and she is half. She's not Muslim. She's uh, Catholic today, but her parents are still living, and they they live in the United States in a peaceful nation. And they were uh, they escaped through the uh, some uh, Protestant church. Continue. So these are cases, or even the social democracy in various parts on Europe, um, even some welfare programs in Canada rates highest on the Freedom Index, and they're just a social democracy straight up. They're not really a socialist country. Canada. So Canada rates highest. I, ag- I would agree. Um, America is like number three. Um, so we can see across the board, there are benefits to these sorts of economic systems. And, I and say, the benefits are? Um, lower poverty, lower rate of malnutrition, higher literacy. These are things that are found across the board in these countries. If we can enter- in other words, no one, no, one, no one hits rock bottom. So how do you explain the massive... Uh, homelessness, basically. I don't know what else to call it. Because homelessness is not what just what we see on TV. Most of these people don't even put up a tent. They don't have a, a fence to lean up against. They're just wandering about, drug addicted, and chances are they were either veterans of war that we never took care of. That's where... I, I, I saw... That's, by the way... I saw a lot uh, of that in D.C. Yes. And in all blue states. And... Miami's no, even though Miami's a purplish uh, red state, uh, I see it in Miami when I used to go to the Heat games. It was just you, amazing. You see that more in places where there are major cities because it's easier to be transient. Or it's easier uh, because of weather. Or it's easier because they're going to get uh, expanded food lines. In other words, big, huge food. Uh, what am I looking for? Food banks. Isn't that good, though? Isn't it good that the homeless have some place to rely on? I believe... I believe I would be really black-hearted to say, you know, to say anything otherwise. Of course, you wanted to care for most of its mental illness, and I don't deny that. 
But to get to mental illness, there has to be collapse of social fabrics in our families, not in the social safety net. And that's my principle. I, I think it's it based be- on we allowed liberals, progressives, since 1900 to slowly but surely shred the fabric of American culture, starting with uh, the acceleration of poverty through social welfare systems all throughout the all throughout the nation, all 50 states. Because remember, we're a nation of states, and I don't want you to ever forget that, and that'll never allow your socialism dream to come true because we're 50 states, and thank God people could just run around there, there, you know, leave your state like they're doing. When they go broke, they run. Now, that's not to say that, that I don't recognize as I have in other times. I'm going to give you your moment because I'm going to just be quiet. I'm just looking up something because I know. Okay. So you- um, no matter what I, I've told you in the past, either through facts or memes or stuff I send you throughout the day to get you get your engines running, Nothing tells me that more socialism is going to help the United States because the little socialism that we do have, and I don't really call it little, I call it quite easily half of our U.S. economy is in some way uh, impacted by central government, some type of spending in the government and public sector. So I have right here that I was looking up in California in particular – Reagan rolled back um, he signed institutionalizations f- for the mentally ill, and we had they had an explosion in uh, mental health illness. Before or after, send the line. Here, let's roll down here. Because you might be making my case, or you might be undermining my case. Did it happen before as a reaction to what was already transpiring, or did it explode after he made it available to more people because more people get diagnosed. 1967. Okay. So he hasn't even signed the no-fault divorce law yet. So 1967, so he's just just newly elected. Now, when he signed this, what are you saying happened? Uh, So there is the the bill in particular also that I'm referencing here is 1970. Um, Here it is. They, he expanded the. You said that there was an explosion of mental health. Before. It was a withdrawal of it, and it resulted in an explosion. No, what do you mean a withdrawal? What do you mean a withdrawal? As an affect or effect of what happened. In other words, was it good or bad? Chances are you'll see it as good because more people get treated, and I'll see it as bad as it induced more people to lose their minds and play around with drugs, and whatever depressions they have now get funded. And they get more depressed and more addicted and more freaked out. Where I know that socialism has failed for sure is nobody can debate this, is in the public school system and in the Veterans Administration. I would definitely debate both of those. Right. Um, The public school system, when I hear people talk about public school, I don't think they get the actual historical reason we have public school. We didn't have a choice when it was first started. Because the purpose of public school was to take kids out of crime. Because no. before they had nothing to do no, during the day, and they would go and start gangs. No, it's right. no so it th- this was The reason for public school, it was formed by Woodrow Wilson's General Education Fund and his buddies, uh, literally New York buddies uh, in the Rockefeller clan and, uh, and those that were friends with the Rockefellers. They said, hey, 
while the government doesn't have the opportunity yet or the money yet, because we're not really evolved as an industrialized nation yet, in the meantime, we're going to fund public schools. And they did. And you know what the reason was for it? Was safety of black children in schools whose buildings were being burned down in the South, who were made out of uh, classrooms made out of wood. Uh, the teachers union was formed in 1835. So by this time, it's like 50 years old. And women who were principally the teachers at the time were crying foul and not being paid or not being paid at all or not being paid enough. And the public school started evolving in a place where the Rockefellers could create factory line workers for solely for the purpose of making money. Industrial Revolution was coming. The General Education Fund invited a bunch of theorists to create, uh, you know, uh, expand their educational platforms. But in the end of the day, in the microeconomic sense, the Rockefellers just wanted a bunch of factory workers. And believe me, a lot of multi-billionaires landed in on the same idea. Carnegie was one of them. And... It just expanded, 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 expanded to the point where we got today where the teachers unions became omnipresent in the Democratic Party and therefore started tearing at the fabric and teachers not being able to use their creativity to teach children because many of them are born um, not a, uh, with tremendous uh, inability to learn. Uh, some people have dyslexia. Some people just... Uh, don't learn well, com- reading comprehension is problems for them. And in a unionized, socialized teacher environment, I would think you may agree, I don't know, as a socialist, it's probably hard for you to under- agree that. But And you also taught in private school, not public school. But when you keep a teacher from really teaching because you, you give them standards they have to adhere to and lesson plans, then what the hell do they go to school for if you're going to tell them how to teach? Well, they know their students. And I said... In my book, I'm going to reference my book all the time because a lot of the positions I take, Alejandro, is that it's in writing. I can't back off it. I can't change. I didn't mean that. No, it's in writing. You know, I didn't mean that. I didn't do I, don't misinterpret me. It's in writing. I believe that the public school system needs to be reinvented. And you have a question for me, or you want to read something there because I can see your thumb twiddling on your pad. I was just looking through the history of public schools. The yeah. first... Um the first counter in the United States. The is first, actually, the first what? The first public schools. Okay. Um, first American schools, and its first public school the was pu- around 1635 in Boston. The first taxpayer-supported and school. number one public schools. What? Boston, Philadelphia, New York were yes. number one, two, and three in public schooling. But guess what the public school was in those days? Electricians, architects, farmers teaching children after they worked, okay? Like, like, like you said earlier, last show, uh, tradesmen teaching our children. In other words, uh, the scientist, the accountant, were obviously teaching math. The farmer and the plumber and the electrician. It takes a village to raise someone. Oh, he brings in Hilary. What's up, Clinton? It comes again. You're, you're fond of her, aren't you? Who, Hillary? Yeah. No. 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 
Wow, that's for another show because that's another rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you wanted to ask me a question. What was the question? How do you differ from mainstream conservative thought? I'm not for English only. I am not for small government low taxes, although I want extremely low taxes. And I want targeted uh, cuts to government. Very targeted. I want Social Security of people my age or, or younger to not pay it, but pay into it so we could dissolve it and give it all to veterans. In other words, Social Security is you and me pay for our soldiers' lifestyle, lifehood. I believe they are the welfare state. I think once you take bullets from my country, whether you get shot or not, I should pay for you for the rest of your life because I didn't go to war and I wasn't drafted. So I'm one of those guys that I probably would be good in a foxhole, but I probably would die pretty quickly because, you know, I got uh, a Rambo complex since my last name is Cambo. Well, anyway, I believe that veterans are the welfare state. Finding a veteran in a tent somewhere after he fought for this country is the saddest damn thing. The biggest blight or the biggest black eye on capitalism I can ever imagine. And it goes, to tell, it goes to show you that we are a slip and fall country. How can you pass any type of government health care knowing you failed at the Veterans Administration? So how in the hell did Obamacare come to be if we failed as the Veterans Administration? Sure enough, I, I get the idea. Steal from me to give to someone who can't afford health care. I mean, my, my answer for the Not veterans. give to me, give to them and make me overpay for my health care. What I would do for veterans is I would just kind of economically restructure the military because I can tell you in my time in D.C., the, the majority of the military is contractors, are public beneficiaries of contractors that are going out. And what do you mean going out doing what? Fighting war? No. No. These aren't war companies. Building stuff. More or less. that like they, They're not always the ones building necessarily, but they're the ones to receive the paycheck. So you, a lot of times you see these companies because they're such public beneficiary of, money, of taxpayer money. They have a lot of really loose hiring things. So the point is, is that we'll look like, for... Like uh, hiring things or hiring standards? Hiring standards, like a lot or of... practices. Practices. Because the, the whole purpose is to like look like, look, we're making use of the money... We have divert. give us more. <laughs> There's more. I considered it because I had ADHD, um, and they were very interested in hi- hiring people with disabilities. So they could, in the military? No, not in the military. In companies that are getting military Con- money. Yeah, contractors. And then I looked into joining the Air Force at the time, which I heard was basically a corporate job masquerading as a military one. And how so? Um, you ask any troops, um, they'll tell you it's called the Chair Force. The terror force? The chair force. The chair force. So the vast majority of people in the Air Force are sitting in chairs and on flying jets. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That'd be a lot of planes. Especially now with drones. Yes, more so now. So That makes it real, but why is that negative? It's. Ne- I, I feel it's negative because the way that we're managing and spending military budget, like I'm going to sound like a conservative right now, it's super wasteful and it, it doesn't really serve its purpose. Yeah, the, the famous $100 hammer. Yeah. Take, for example, like, you know, when you talk about what happens to troops, like, I looked at it myself, and I was, luckily, I got the teacher job at the same time during my time of unemployment, that you make less than minimum wage, like, for hey, a yearly really salary. disgusting. You make less than minimum wage. So it's like, when I hear, when I'm, like, 
cut and restructure the military budget, people are like, what about the troops? And the, or my answer with how this military budget is spent is, what about the troops? It's you know, disgusting. Take, for example, even... So well, you and I can agree on that. Yeah. Take for... It's a, take for yeah. example, even you, the so Air Force, I, something I, I would I believe want, in raising, instead of teachers' pay, soldiers' pay. Yeah. Okay. I, I would want to raise both. Uh, <laughs> of course. I would want to raise both. I ha- it goes back to what we said yesterday, or maybe we should do this every day so I can say yesterday and actually mean it. It's Monday, what you meant. What I meant. Ultimately, socialists can get what they want if we pay 95% of our earnings in taxes. Who is we, though? We, the self-reliant class. Because the vast majority of you don't pay taxes. So it's less The, the vast majority of people were, were, are working two jobs to make ends meet. No Most excuse. People, the, va- the, the, the income system is unconstitutional because... It includes wage as income, and wage is not income. Wage is private property. Private property is yours in an exchange of ideas, skills, craft, and time and place for your efforts. In other words, your boss pays you money because you come on time, you have a certain skill set, and you don't miss days on the job. And in exchange, in an employment contract, you get paid a wage, a living labor wage. Because of taxes, income taxes, because they're trying to steal from you for Social Security and unemployment tax and compensation and FICA and you name it. They want to tax you and they want to control you and they want to own you so that they can borrow against you, this federal government, can borrow against you to the point where we're close to economic and financial oblivion. That could not happen with a prog- without a progressive income tax. It has to be there. And in doing so, so many multi-billionaires... Say, okay, I will get a living wage. I'll just benefit off my uh, corporate my, my, my corporate earnings, my stock purchases, my capital gains on real estate, my buying and selling of stuff. And I'll pay myself a menial labor wage so they don't tax me much. And I own this joint. And then I run off everything else from cars, like the stuff they, they couldn't find anything on Trump, for instance. So they went after Mr. F- uh, I, from, I'm afraid to pronounce his name. His CFO, uh, Mr. Fetterman, I think. If <laughs> excuse me, I didn't mean to say Fetterman. That was a slip uh, from Senator Fetterman. You got Fetterman on the mind. Yeah, I have Fetterman on the mind because I'm mumbling like him because I suffer strokes like he did. So I'm, I'm empathetic to his situation. Uh, Fettelstein or whatever the Trump employee was, and they found him guilty of not uh, filing taxes. For the car he received from Trump, from the daycare service he got for his grandkids, for the rents, for the free rent he lived in, all that stuff. And I'm like, God, that's half, that's 90% of corporations run French benefits to employees to exactly that, to not get, ta- to not get taxed on it those expenses. It gets better. A, a large um, priority, a large way that companies avoid paying taxes is through charity. Because the charity, the tax cuts eh. from charity benefit cut out the how much taxes they would actually. Yeah, have but to it's pay. a percent of the donation. It's not. It should be one hundred percent. I would prefer everyone in America, instead of paying income taxes, just donate whatever they were going to pay to the federal government. I believe in shrinking the federal government. So I am. I am in contradiction to what I originally said because I do expect government to be smaller. But it can, there's no reason why it can't stay the same by doing less. Because when the public sector gets involved in social policy, you create more of what you're trying to cure. 
I think one thing I love about the state government here in Florida is, and I briefly considered it in college, was um, the environmental protections. I think Florida is probably the most beautiful state I've ever been around, and it has a really robust, somewhat well-funded, you know, environmental protection and the protection of parks and water. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a fantastic. I believe that I believe that, that government should be involved in keeping the water clean. Absolutely, that, that's like a fantastic. Because no one else is going to do it. I'm happy to pay taxes for that. You know, absolutely. I don't agree with that, but eliminate the uh, the federal income tax, then we're all done. We free up the money to to tax me else somewhere else. The problem with that is that it'll never happen because nobody wants to acknowledge the fact that the federal income tax, Amendment 16, and its complement, Amendment 17, are laws that never were. And there they are. They were passed legally. They're unconstitutional. Many, co- uh, many courts have found it to be unconstitutional, just not enough. And definitely the federal government has never found income tax to be unconstitutional. If they eliminate income derived in the amendment and exclude wage from income, then the federal income tax can continue. Guess why? Because all the money shifts to those wealthy people you can't stand that don't pay taxes. Because it's income what they live off of. They live off their income. They don't live off a wage. You and I live off a wage. Nobody in America who's working nine to five should be paying tax on that wage. It's private property. You exchange it for your health and welfare, your time and place, and your skill set. So are you saying tax private property? Just I want to understand your position. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Real estate tax is legitimate. Why? Because your property ain't worth a damn without a road going to it. Your property ain't worth a damn with a street light on that road to get to your property. Well, your property ain't worth a damn without sewer. Your property ain't worth a damn if you can't do anything with it. In other words, farm it, put a warehouse on it, live in it. Whatever case, public services have to apply. Therefore, pay, dude. You got to pay for your value to go you, up or you, down. You and I are on board on this. This is something we completely agree on. Well, that's the premise behind real estate taxes. The problem with real estate taxes is the renter. The renter who also pays for you to be able to keep your property. You have a tenant that pays you rent. That renter doesn't have skin in the game, per se. He has skin in the game in the sense that he wants a roof over his head. Okay. But he doesn't have skin in the game if you lose your real estate. If you lose your real estate, it's gone forever. Someone else takes it for much cheaper. Yeah, that person just moves to someone else who hasn't lost their real estate. And the problem is with renters, it gives the government excuse to public bond their brains away and get in debt. And guess what? When you get in debt, then you get potholes, you get blinking lights, you get cops that are, that are, are not employed, and the population keeps on increasing because the land remains the same, and the population keeps on increasing, and you have those crises you had in Detroit where whole police forces wouldn't even go into the Baghdad part of Detroit. Just crime-ridden, and that's what you have today. And that's socialism. Country. No, what we, what we have in Detroit... Is not is debt. It's government it's, debt. It's an industry that was ripped from the city. Like Detroit is a like a simple search on Detroit's history can tell yeah, you that's yeah, a car. It started. Thing. It was a car. It was a car manufacturing. So just simply city. removing the main economic thing, backing of the city, is going to cause problems. And that's urban what blight, we, no doubt. There are plenty of warehouses that are empty. So, you see that in Pittsburgh when they lost the steel industry. But that's again, the wealthiest people in this country 
who are statist and liberal, because liberals outnumber Republican millionaires and billionaires, almost three, four, in some cases, in the billionaire case, five, six to one. It's just not real when you, socialists, and you, liberals, and you, you Democrats, yes, and you, (laughs) Democrats, tell us that we're the party of the rich when you guys have more wealthy people than we do. It's but insane. it's your policies is that what we're talking about. Yeah, you guys are social fabric policies, and it has torn 100 years of it. Actually, more. I shouldn't say more than a, it's. We're in 2023, so 123 years of it. And it's torn at the fabric of this country. There are men who don't want to be cops anymore. There are men who don't want to fight for the United States anymore. There are men who don't even want to be fathers anymore. And it's the social fabric torn apart. I would say, that, but that's the prior to. I would, if it's not the, the, the military is a very simple one because I can tell you that growing well, up. Well, you made a good point. Very I, low pay. I come from a family. My grandfather was a Polish refugee who joined the British Royal Air Force. Um, so I wanted to follow in that footsteps, but I saw the way the war in Iraq was handled, and especially. When my time when I was young enough to really be joining the Marines, yeah, was, you could have been drafted in that was war. the Obama administration, and I kind of, you know, we see wars that are being waged that are not really explained to the American public. The as you said, the wages aren't good. Like there are real visible reasons to why some of these things happen, and men not marrying and birth rates. That happens when countries industrialize and go through better times. No, it doesn't. It happened as a result of no fault divorce and welfare. No, but that's also in Japan. Japan is a country with a very strong social fabric, very strong industry, and men and women are not marrying there. And they're not reproducing. Yeah. Why? Because life's really expensive, my friend. Taxes. Exactly. So it's it's, It's it's economics that happens. uh, But it's not industrialization. And if it were that, then it would be the classic tough... Keep on talking, because your socialism formula ain't going nowhere with me here. I can prove it through and through. Why? I have the evidence. My God, it's already happened. You look at Europe. Look what we did to Europe. We, in the Marshall Plan. Yeah. We made it impossible for them to ever defend themselves with personal carry, with no weapons. So now you have... The Europeans don't... This is what's... Now they're stabbing This is where my stars and stripes comes out. When you, when you talk to a European about guns, well, that's, but that's where you're they don't want to, They're afraid of it. I, of course they are. Why? Because they'd rather die at the hands of some villain. That's the problem. No, we are Americans. We see something coming through our door. If I, if I could quote George Orwell. Oh, um, my God. Continue. Another lefty. You know, he's the, the gun on the wall. It's our job. It's a sign of working class vigor. It's our duty to see it that it stays there. Like, people on the left are very open that we respect the same Second Amendment rights that the right does. It's actually one of the places where we come together. And Sanders was frequently attacked by the liberals of the Democratic Party over this. You know, someone was saying, like, how should we hold gun vendors responsible? And I remember exactly in one debate, Sanders says, do you, someone uses your gun to, let's say you're a vendor, you buy a gun, someone buys a gun for you and commits a crime. Should you be held responsible? I don't think so. So you'd be rather surprised um, what are certain attitudes. And even sort of how socialism functions from country to country, radically different. 
I would even say in the case of Vietnam, which is the funniest, um, America was feeling angry after its stalemate in Korea and had sought to end this stalemate by going... Uh, in- what was it, the 58th parallel? Uh, the famous truce? That's when we became an industrial power, right there, the industrial-military complex. Yeah. Eisenhower yeah. signed off saying, be careful, this becomes a reason for us to go to war because these yep. people want to make yep. money. Yep. We're in trouble. And he was right. And I'm 100% with that. But <laughs> the world would be a damn shame if the communists had more weapons than we did. Or socialists, for that matter. But take, take, for example, with Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh was pro-United States prior to the invasion, which... Vietnamese people record being completely cut off because to him, his vision of socialism was primarily one of anti-colonialism. Remember, the Vietnamese have a history of being occupied by the French and occupied by the Chinese. So to them, it was about their self-determination. And you can see now, even the Communist Party that runs Vietnam is more than happy to have businesses enter and invest because to them, it's not a contradiction. It's merely an idea of how do we make things better for the country. So when we talk about, you know, this left and right divide from country to country, we can see radically different attitudes. I agree. I agree. But you're blaming. My problem with your socialism is governments are the beginning, and the end of all ill in human history throughout its history. Governments never really worked at anything. They don't do anything really well, except in the case of the United States, the Department of Defense. Why? Because it has no competition, and it'll go to any country, kick its ass, and return conquered lands to the, to the loser. They did it in Iraq. They did it in Afghanistan grotesquely. It's done it in every place it's gone. It goes and kicks your ass, and then returns it back to you. There is one exception, Vietnam. Well, we got our ass kicked, and we couldn't return Vietnam back to the Vietnamese because they just took it. They and they don't it. even hold that against us. <coughs> they don't hold it against us. And there's a story with They're Anthony. They're making underwear and bras now, my friend. The, there's a story with, business. There was a story with Anthony Bourdain where he was over in Vietnam. Okay. And he was like, you guys are being so hospitable to me. Don't you hold any resentments? And they all laughed. And they're like, do you think you were the first? It's true, because uh, the French got exhausted. One of the failings of another liberal president, LBJ. He saw the ass-whipping that the French went through. Why wouldn't he take out Fidel Castro in Cuba and instead go to Vietnam? Because Cuba was the bigger competitor. No. Not Cuba, China. China was the bigger competitor. So China was the the bigger foe. That that's at that, at that moment wasn't the bigger foe factor always there since Korea and therefore uh, should be stalemated until today, as opposed to having Russian submarines like the Minsk, the biggest, nastiest, most quiet nuclear sub floating around. Not excuse me, not floating, submerged around Florida on a regular basis, popping its ugly head in Havana Harbor whenever it wants. And Americans have uh, don't really know this, but. We lost the mints for like three months until it popped up in Havana when they realized, wow, it had taken nuclear subs that entered this country in and out whenever it wanted. And all it takes them is for them to sit there less than 250 feet from the surface of the thing and launch a nuclear warhead into our heads. I don't think we're going to see nukes ever really used again in our lifetime. 
Yeah, but I, can I, I, I afford? The, what I always say to you is, can I afford for you to be wrong? That's the problem with socialism. I can't afford, especially when I hear you starting off the day saying that Lula's raised people out of poverty. No, yes. he didn't. Yes. But it's ghetto. It's so ghetto. It's like Fidel giving you two pounds of meat after he gave you one pound of meat. Ah! It's not true. What about the dreams and the hopes of you getting out of poverty without just giving you three meals a day? Like my father, the, who's dirt the, poor. The, the poor will take anything they get out of the way out Yeah, of but you call that getting out of poverty. That's my point. What makes you think that if I'm starving and you give me three meals a day for the rest of my life, you've got me out of poverty? You haven't. All you did is... Because you, you, you would not be me eating food. otherwise. You, yeah, but you it, that, that is so apparent. Like, if you're just That's not, not getting me out of poverty. That's keeping me from dying of starvation. Which, quite which frankly, is better than dying of than starvation. Better than nothing. Yeah, it's better yeah. than nothing. So in exchange for that, you should have a country that's just always third world, as all those countries are. Come on, man. Socialism sucks. Even in Denmark, even in Denmark, which you said, and by the way, you can hear the recordings of our shows. Anytime we refer back to our shows, we're putting them all in numeration. That's new for me. So it's a young and old show, part one, part two, part three. We're on three or four. I think we're on four. We're on four. And we're gonna we're gonna take this tool as far as he he can go or me because I might start mumbling to the point where nobody understands me. But but this is where I would say I'm a big believer in trade because you can have these government programs that look after government people. trade or private sector trade where people make I think money. You can even have a bit. I think there's a good incentive to have some profit. You don't need to have profit. Should not be the see. This is the fundamentally why I call myself a socialist ideologically is I don't think profit should be the chief determiner of how we run our society. Okay. And you're 100% wrong. Now you sound like a Maoist. Communist, not even socialist. (laughs) Maoists believe, I'll let 30% of the imaginative group, the creative group, the entrepreneurial group, to continue making their 30%, assuming that they were making 30% when he said this. I forgot the year he said it, it was part of his giant leap forward. And as a result, millions have died in the process. Now, that was a purging process because Mao, to understand something about Chinese history, is that China has never really been a stable country until like the century of humiliation, which were all the world powers just getting what they wanted out of it. But China has always had multiple ethnic groups who have been in each nine, other's throats. Nine tribes. Yeah, nine tribes. Um, take, for example, they the all one, had kings. The one now. Sorry, not kings, emperors. Eh, same idea of aristocratic super <laughs> overlord. Uh, yeah. And this was an effort. One, on, by the way, was Kan Chai-chek, who lost to Mao in the yeah. war. Yes. Go, uh, continue. I look at the great... Who, by the way, had all the tribes agreeing to one emperor at the time, and that didn't really last too long. Mao, to me, was like a communist-flavored emperor. Do like, you find him as your Martin Luther King or what? No, I, I think I, I look at Mao like a warlord. You know, Ch- China was a very bitter, resentful country. Um, I grew a up lot wa- of languages too. I grew up um, watching a lot of kung fu movies, which oddly taught me a lot about Chinese history. Um, one of my favorite movies is actually a piece of communist propaganda, um, which is Bruce Lee's Fist of Fury, 
which talks mm. about the occupation from the Japanese under the Chinese. They don't like Japan uh, at all. They're never going to get over that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what, what I kind of understood and see is that Mao is kind of regarded as a warlord figure, that he came in during World War II, he chased out the other co- competitors, chased out the Japanese with the help of the Americans, um, and then properly managed to make China Chinese. Like, you yeah, know, like humans felt about Fidel. He finally yeah. made our problems Cuban, not and American. Then later the party kind of was almost But you changed. realized where I'm going with that. Yeah. But even so, what I'm saying here is that my nuance where I might disagree with, you know, much more... Some might accuse me of revisionism in my own group. You are. Um, is that, You're accused here on WSQF, <laughs> Blink Radio, WSQFradio.com, live stream, and 94.5. Notice the success of Xi Jinping when he had opened up the country to trade. Notice the... Uh, yeah, but he needed Tiananmen Square for a wake-up call. Oh, yeah. And no, now he needs these, COVID uh, lockdowns for a wake-up call. These countries can still... But have, the corruption is massive over there. Oh, it is. That's um, why this, but the world economy is going to People are a little explode. bit more content because they'll execute corrupt billionaires there. So the corruption doesn't feel as raw to them. Ooh, that's a disgusting statement, but you said it. So in other words, the Elon Musks and the Buffets and the Jeff Bezos get accused of taking in too much profit and they get executed. Well, it's Oh, the, that's disgusting, man. The difference between... People blink once, say, I said it, blink twice, you missed it. The difference bet- some people say the difference between the United States and China really is who's calling the shots. Yeah, in, the United that's, States, that's in the United States, people say it's the capitalist class, like the, the major business owners, and then policy is written around for them. In China, the business leaders have to get behind the party. And that's kind of where it's described as different. Uh, and, and it's not such a crazy... No, I don't disagree with that. It's not such a the crazy you, thing you to re- say because who is that guy who was with Bannon? He was fleeing uh, corruption charges. Um, who is that guy? The one who cut his hand open in that video. The one who leaked the Hunter Biden laptop. I'm going to look him up. The, the person who's uh, short, uh, he's kind of blind? The one who actually the repairman? I know that it's a Chinese billionaire with Bannon. I'm looking him up. Because this is a guy... Oh, the billionaire who... The Hong Kongese gentleman who... Uh, or no. No, you might be uh, informing uh, our audience. Let, let me get this I, I don't down know. Because I, it, it's... When I say this, it's because, like, I'm not being, you know, cruel or anything. I'm really talking about how the difference of attitude is here. Um, well, I, I like to add... Go-wing-gi, go-wing-gi. Um, if anyone knows the language, please correct me on it. But this guy was leaving on criminal charges. So... This he was is, a Chinese national, or was he an American of Chinese descent? It's, those things are important for the audience because I'm, you're teaching me right now as we speak. Yeah, he was an exiled Chinese billionaire, became a political activist. Um, here, let's go. Is he was he Hong Kongese or Chinese mainland Chinese? Because that's that also is flavor. He, he's Chinese. He was born in China. Okay, so he's a Chinese billionaire. And now he's... Is he related to Alibaba, that, that gentleman? No, that was... No, no. That's Ali, a guy Alibaba named Mo. Alibaba something completely different. He's Mo. Yeah. A guy named Mo. Yeah, no, but... So this, this is how China... This is how the China handles its wealthy, is that they have to get in... If I can paint the I, historical... I'll let you to make money as long as you toe the line. I as, get as long as you toe the line. Um, and I can actually cite a very recent example. If anyone likes playing video games, um, there was a card game tournament. Uh, and I, because of this reason, I no longer very much associate with the company anymore. Um, this happened during the Free Hong Kong movement, where one of the players... Big Trump mistake. 
not taking a very concerted effort, militarily parking himself at the Hong Kong Harbor and saying, enough is enough. Let these people stay, stay free. Just like our founders. People don't realize how free colonists were when they told the king, hey man, we're already free over here. We don't want your stuff. We don't want your taxes. We don't want your omnipotence. And we're going to fight to maintain, maintain our freedom. We didn't fight for freedom. We fought to maintain the freedom that we already had in the U.S. colonies. So, How about them apples? Only on Blink Radio. So what had happened here is that this guy had said free Hong Kong and he was fired. And his, money was t- his prize money was taken from him. And then what was really the big kicker is that there was a leaked document where the company was writing to China. We took action as fast as we possibly could. We hope this, you know, shows well on us. So companies that do business, this was Blizzard Activision, by the way. Um, Say that again? Blizzard Activision had done this. It was okay, a very, please explain Blizzard Activism without going in a rabbit hole. They're just a video game company. Okay, that good. Was, that it's was very important. I don't, it's not like yeah. I know. I mean, so I this is how, like, you know, the Chinese influence works in things. I'm pretty sure many people have seen the John Cena having to apologize for calling Taiwan a country. Ooh. You I, know, like, he, to, he, I he, like to do that, too. He apologized in um, Mandarin, even, I believe. Whoa. So you know, we, we see how money-making works differently in China than it does in America. Like they're You both, realize that Cuba is China's Taiwan, and they're going to take it. Say it here. It's in my book. It's in writing. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, same uh, same 200 that, and... That Cuba is Taiwan? Cuba is, is, is China's Taiwan. Absolutely. And both should remain independent. I don't believe so. I believe the Chinese are going to take over Cuba because they've already done everything they need to do to take it over. First of all, their culture is more likely to trust uh, another communist um, over the United States. That's not to say the United States is not going to sell its soul and want to do business with a Chinese-run China. I mean, Chinese-run Cuba. I'm not. I'm not bifurcating the idea. I, I don't. I don't think there's going to be a, an embargo against America when the Chinese take over. But they're so embedded there already. And if uh, I want people who are listening, I've said this before. Google Z E D M. I won't repeat what it means because it's in Spanish and I get it wrong every time I do it. It's Zona, Zona Industrial something, and uh, Z-E-D-M. And I always forget what the acronym is for. It's in the Port of Mariel. It's the largest industrial park being master planned as we speak. It's probably close to 20 years in development in either mind and soul. And since the the Cuban government has already signed on the Silk on the Silk and Road Initiative, which puts them in debt to the Chinese, which that's yeah. how the Chinese operate. They put you in debt and then they take over. You'll see the worst economic unemployment in the southern states of the United States in the next 20 years over the industrialization of ZEDM. When the Chinese show up there and start manufacturing all the goods that Trump was claiming uh, should we come back to the United States? Well, the Chinese are not dumb. They're going to cut all the navigational miles to ship stuff. I, I would have taken Trump's side if he had brought manufacturing back into the country. That's, you guys, you, that was something you guys I, the socialists, the Democratic Party, were preventing that. They were he preventing was still exporting jobs on his own time. Ah, all he did was uh, 
you're right in the fact that he did bring uh, back a considerable amount of steel manufacturing. But I believe he's having to, I think the United States right now in some degree or another are subsidizing uh, steel manufacturing. Because we need it simply if war breaks out, you can't have your enemy <laughs> giving you the metal for you to build a battleship. I mean, we need to make our own steel. And uh, we need to bring back a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that just isn't a moneymaker, like a toaster or a microwave. And there's stuff that that's always have to be made in low-wage countries. I think the biggest thing that I feel previous generations were kind of duped by were kind of like market intellectuals kind of just telling everyone like, no, 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 no. It's totally in our interest to send jobs overseas. And guilty, guilty as charged, Republicans and Democrats alike shipped too many jobs overseas. And that's what we would call the neoliberal consensus. The silence is an answer. My silence is an answer. <laughs> it's very sad because it was, at, uh, in the end of the day, it was started with Richard Nixon. And what would have been the alternative to allow Stalin and Mao to become forge alliances together? I don't know if we could have been able to tolerate that. I believe that China, because of what you said earlier, is probably the only nation that I must admit, because of the massiveness of it, centralized planning, strong-arm planning, stealing people's minds and souls might be the only way for Chinese people to eat three meals a day because they eat only one a day now. So for them to ever get to three meals... I mean, I I think it's up to Americans to be forward-looking again because I feel what I have seen is... Forward-looking? Like a progressive, like a giant leap? Or think big again? I think a little bit of both. Haven't you seen our Bell Howell Bridge coming to Key Biscayne? Is that the ugliest thing you've ever seen? The bridge? Yeah, our bridge. It's just a big block of concrete. We should build magnanimous buildings and bridges. I, I wish that Elon Musk actually built that hyperloop that he was promising. Guess what? He was, pro- he was studying it in the wrong place where there were the earthquakes. I agree with hyperloop. It's in my book. No, I, I, you know I where th- he should hyperloop? Glad you mentioned that. It's very cool of you. Which you know is what? just the kind of the point that I want to say, like against the United States and China, is that the problem? It feels where like... I, let me ask this question first. I'm sorry for interrupting because yeah. I'm really excited. I got really, I got shivers down my spine, up my legs. You know, like you guys feel like when Joe, Joe Biden got elected. Where do you think Hyperloop should exist? Like tomorrow, Russia. and I would agree, and I would accept it no matter what political wrath I would catch. Right now, where Hyperloop would be so freaking effective. And the hint is, it would thwart what I just previously said. I think, you know, I, I'm thinking that we got to get you these... Couldn't, you couldn't agric- even answer. I want to get these agricultural... Where's the answer? I'm giving you the answer. I'm What's thinking the answer that I want these hyperloop? agricultural places like Ohio, parts of Texas. Those are the ones that I want to see connected to cities. Okay, so... Answer. Okay. Miami, Havana... Hello? <laughs> you know what that is? You can have breakfast in Cuba and lunch and dinner back at home in Miami? Hello? We'd become the metropolis, the first metropolis of the United States. Miami, Havana, Fort Lauderdale. Think about that. Of course, bypassing what dimbos think are really cool. Oh, from Key West to Miami. No, man. I mean, Key West to Havana. No, man. Straight to Havana, under the ground. At full speed, 
and you're there in 25 minutes max. We first need to build an actual functioning metro in now, Miami. Now, how about a functioning city in Cuba? Hey, Hello? We, need, we need a functioning city metro in Miami. First. We, we have the aquifer. We can't do it. We're underwater. Uh, here. I know. <laughs> We're underwater here. That's why we built that stupid metro rail that Reagan criticized. But that, have you seen The Simpsons? Did you ever watch The Simpsons? There's a great episode called The Monorail, where a guy comes in and he tricks the city into building a really crappy monorail. Um, they and, did that in Miami. And, and, and it feels like every single time I go by Miami's monorail, I think about that Simpsons episode, because the public transport in D.C. was pretty good. and it, But at the same level, it feels like Miami is kind of a crazy city. There's nothing like it. I agree. There's Some people call that magic, magic city. Somehow it functions with all these countries coming here because of our temperature uh, and our beautiful climate it feels and like beautiful women. We somehow get along, somehow. It's, it feels like the covert um, financial capital of Latin America. I don't think it's covert. It's out in the open. <laughs> It's flame, you know. I'm sure oh, but, uh, people when they. I'm sure your homie Lula found a way to launder a bunch of money here. But when Green goes here, Miami, they don't think about that. They don't think about that. This is the Spanish. No, making. they they they're leaving. They go. I can't handle this. I got to learn Spanish. The hell with this. And yeah, I'm I'm a first person to see that here in Cuba's came and I came here in '76. I was already here in '75 the previous summer, just as a you know a renter. And my father decided to buy, and by 76, he did. And I saw how American it was, and I saw how how cool it was, and I also saw how patriotic it was. And I remember the 4th of July today compared to the 4th of July of yesteryear. Today, we're probably the most popular 4th of July parade for resident aliens in all of the United States. Think about that. A 4th of July parade where the vast majority of people watching are not American citizens. And they were either green card carrying or naturalized. Well, that, that's kind of the... Pretty the, cool, huh? That's pro- that, I, I think that speaks to the strength of the American project. Because you look in other... So co- don't socialize it! <laughs> Hello! Don't, what, no, sorry. But, but here, don't let, socialize here, let, it! Let, let me say why. Let me say why. Because I think the great thing about America is that many other countries, um, you talk to them and they have very ethnic ideas about who or what they are. You know, even some countries that kind of have more of a philosophical bent toward who or what they are, like, say, the French are the only ones that come to mind right now. They have an idea of, like, no, if you are in France, you, you, if you're born in France, you are free. So, you know, the French Empire, they had slaves all over the place. Yes, they did. But, you know, when people who were descendant of slaves came to well, France, the they ver- were free. the very Moroccans. Yeah. So... Who they, beat, what, who they beat today. How I feel about the United States... What I feel like I like about the United States, the, you know, the democracy, the Constitution, these sorts of things, it's like the acceptance that we're a country that is open. And I mean open in many ways that, you know, it's not your blood. It's not. You your... know what that's called? It's not music to a socialist's ears, but it's called liberty. Everything, end all, be all, take it as you can, just don't take my liberty away that's my problem with you guys is that if the, bad, if the bad guy can get a gun and the good guy can't the bad guy wins and that's what you're seeing in your dumbass blue states he, he, new yorkers aren't even begging for guns they're afraid of them just like you said about the oh europeans yeah. oh yeah but 
here's the thing. When Karl Marx looked around internationally at all the time, which is funny because, you know, his ideas ended up being much more popular with the... Loser alert! Loser alert! With the peasants that were revolting in land America... You know, he was distrustful of Simone Bolivar. He wrote it ex- extensively. However, how he saw... Imagine if Simone Bolivar had a tank instead of a sword. <laughs> Damn, well, what on, a different place to be. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This, nope. is, this is a point that I feel that's important. When he saw what was happening in the United States, he felt this is the country. It's industrializing. There's democracy. There's freedom. Like, the freedom that he saw in the United States was something he admired. He wrote, actually, letters to Abraham Lincoln saying, we hope you defeat, you know, the agrarian slave state of the southern states. And Lincoln responded, thank you. You know, we hope to implement some of your more interesting ideas as a Republican platform. Was he more specific than interesting idea? I think the phrasing was interesting idea. Someone can fact check me. but It's probably labor unions. Yeah. But I, and that's, that's about it. All it needs to kind of be at some point. You know, I feel when I look, and that's what makes me be happy to be American. You know, a lot of people on the left, they grow up with like their conservative parents and they fight and they that bicker. That doesn't back, happen. They fight and they bicker back and forth. That and they, doesn't they happen. They base themselves in opposition to this. But that sounds like you're projecting what happened to you. Your parents were conservative. No, no, no. I, I get very well along with my parents. No, but that doesn't mean they weren't conservative. Were they or were they not? They're, they're liberal, but they're anti communist. Okay. Um, but however, what I had found through my studying and my history is that, you know, my socialism does not have to be against the nature of the American project. It does not have to be against the call for liberty. You know, Marx wrote that a man should be able to work in the morning and then fish in the afternoon at his leisure. You know, I, I totally... You know who they killed for that in the United States? I don't think we have to. We, they were totally but open to You know to who just, they did? The British? No. The Navajo tribe. All of the Indian tribes, basically, when they would sign agreements with the white white man, for the purposes of time and place, said, what problem do you have with us sleeping all morning, making love all night, and fishing and drinking clean water in between? Oh, and hunting. And the white man didn't have an answer for that. Guess what? They were slaughtered. And, and their I, treaties I, were broken. I, I agree that racism is a big problem in America, which... What'd you say? Racism is a big no, problem. No, it isn't. You just talked about racism. I'm talking about... That was racism. I'm ta- that, the, the desire no, to wipe out... Yes, the desire to wipe out the Native That's Americans not, and manifest destiny. That was racism. That's clear-cut racism. I don't believe so. I believe it's slaughter. Yeah. Just killed your enemy. But it, it, it was the belief that these people had to be enemies. It was war between the white guy and the native Indian. It's a war. Wipe them off. And unfortunately, it sounds brutal on my part because, you know, I'm an immigrant, so I don't believe in this racism garbage because although we had these realities of history, nobody has gone to greater lengths than the United States to fix racism, segregationism, slavery, no one. We didn't invent any of these concepts. People don't they, realize... They were imported to us by the British. No, they weren't. Yeah, the British did all the, of this the stuff first. The whole world was slave is slave. But the United States' character, this was because the British were here first. I and believe we, that we you're 100% wrong. The I, first, I, I don't see how what I'm saying is controversial. Well, the Spaniards were here almost 200 years before the British. 
the capital of Mexico City, of Mexico, which way before Mexico was created, was Taos, New Mexico. Thus the name, New Mexico and Mexico. And one-third of all people who came during the colonial period were Spanish-speaking Spaniards. Cuba was 200 years older than the United States. Cuba was the Wall Street of the colonies. Cuba is the reason we have a U.S. dollar. It's called a dollar for a reason, because it was the Spanish silver dollar that ran the U.S. economy pre- and post-War of Independence. It was Cubans who emptied their banks. As Remember, the colonies of Spain. Not, I'm not talking about independent Cuba. I was talking colonial Cuba. Yeah. Emptied, emptied, it's in my book, emptied their war chests, or their banks, I should say, for our war chests in the Battle of Yorktown that decided the War of Independence, which you're free to look up and also read my chapter on it. But no, but, but I want to jump back. When you said that we've made these efforts, I think that's good. I think it's commendable. Like, you know, I love working out, right? So when I'm always trying to do my best, I'm always trying to do better. Like, just because I've done good does not mean there is more ground for me to make. Be careful and, with all the likes. Okay, because sure. you like to work out, and you like to do your best. It could just be I work out and I always do my best. I do, I do my best. However, I think it's important to realize how we can improve. So when I see the United States can't be through government, that's my point, and that's your point in in, in contradiction. Sure, that, 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 no, that that that's in your disagreement. Rebuttal. That's your disagreement. That don't make it through government. However, and I'm winning that argument. No, however, I think the biggest gains for... Although I do accept that we are quite socialist already. Yes, we are, unfortunately. So I think we can... Just, pro, just for instance, for I the macho men out there, I go so far as to say, isn't professional sports socialist? Uh, think about it. The stadiums are for free. Very few owners get to but own... That's public funding. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I, I would say it's socialist. For the, common good, for the common good and yeah. entertainment... Of handsome upper classmen uh, that are generally white. So let me help you out with one thing with the definition. (laughs) When people say when something is truly socialist rather than social democratic reform. Don't say the control of the the factors of production. That's a terrible definition. No, no, but do you understand what that means? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Say that again. Do you understand what that means? Uh, Could you repeat yourself since I interrupted you? The means of, like the workers' control over the means of production. It, back in those days when it was written, it was the means of production, which is food processing, all farming, all shipping, all, well, there weren't planes, so all methods of transportation and other forms of communication, meaning yeah. national press and those so are the means of production. Workers. Factors of production. Owning. Workers democratically controlling their workplace. I would say that's socialist. However, and that doesn't work. Yeah, that is socialist. A union has lots of socialists in it. It yes. practically is a socialist institution. Well, the NEA, National Education Association, I, I, what, is socialist What, what, what I comes. have always backed is, like, when the government does something, that does not necessarily make it more socialist. If they're, if they're, if they're going after the private sector to build a road, no, they're not. No, it's, I mean, because here's the thing where I would just... That's all the government really should be doing. They should be building roads, infrastructure, health and welfare, in other words... Access, not the owner of the hotel, I mean the hospital. Sorry, Senator Fetterman, I understand. Not the hotel, owning the hospital, 
and you only have to look at Jackson Memorial Hospital. You go in there, it's a freaking city. Massive employment. Okay. A socialist would say, look, it's employing people. Well, employing people very inefficiently and to some degree, private sector funding at Jackson, University of Miami, have come together to form great consortiums of research and development. But it needs that, the private sector innovation, desire, willingness, and donors, donors to the UM Foundation for the Jackson Memorial Hospital to do the great things they have done. But so you have an argument to say that None of that could happen had Dade County not created the Jackson Memorial Hospital. Okay, there you got me stuck because I can't really defend my point because I don't know if the private sector would have ever built something so large as Jackson Memorial Hospital, especially in that location. But getting back to what I was saying is that governments necessarily doing things like, you know, having a welfare state, doing these sorts of things. These are not necessarily socialist per se. In not fact, true. I mean, do you know who's the first person to do a welfare state? I think it was the United States. No. <laughs> it was um, the first person to really have a state-controlled welfare state was Otto von Bismarck. Ooh, look what happened to him. And he, he was a monarchist. So these things are not necessarily... And hyperinflationists. As a result of uh, that. An amazing general, though. Amazing military leader. Sure. Crushed France and out of the picture. Totally oblivion. That's some stiff competition. <laughs> but he was, wasn't was he the one who uh, was defeated by Hitler in a runoff? I believe no, so. No, 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 no. Otto von Bismarck died. Died? Long. Oh, who was the general that, that Hitler beat in a runoff? It was an old fart, too. You know? it, it, it probably was someone with a very similar name. I got <laughs> to Google it because I, I used to know that. And I don't know it today. But you, you rung a bell with me. And yeah. uh, I thought it's, I thought Otto von Bismarck but, suffered high inflation and therefore mm-hmm. brought Hitler to power. No, you're thinking about the Weimar Republic. Weimar, thank you very much. That, see that, that, that see was, what happens but, when you're young and you don't have strokes? Uh-huh. That was because the British um, put a huge fine on Germany, wanting to punish them for starting World War One. It's true. That was a war that should yeah. not have happened. Absolutely. There. It, it, hey, we agreed on two things. Too. We agreed on a lot, actually. No, just two. <laughs> we we had a lot more consensus uh, this time around. Well, we're going close to the hour. You want to go? You want to continue, or right, we can? Let's go for thirty more minutes. Oh, so, yeah. All right, so we're going to go to 7 o'clock. That, yeah. that puts us at an hour and 45 minutes. You know, so it's... When I, when I look at things and when I think about things, um, there's a good quote by Xi Jinping when people in the party were accusing him, and this, this actually happened to Lenin as well in the USSR, where, where they were doing market reforms, and, you know, the real hardcore Marxists were like, how dare you, this is betrayal. Um, Xi Jinping had an answer, and he's like, I don't care if the mousetrap is red or blue. All it needs to do is catch mice. And that is the attitude that I kind of look at things with. That's a drop the mic moment. Yeah. Is um, Lenin was actually called a revisionist by people in his party for allowing petit bourgeois middle businesses to operate. You know, he had nationalized the heavy big It's industry. funny because he came to that conclusion. Why? Because government sucks. Because it can't do everything. It can't no, do everything. That is not the reason why government sucks. It can't do sucks. everything. The motivations for working for government is not to get rich. It's to buy time until you're ultimately old and poor. 
that's the role of government for the government employee. And I th- there is only one exception because it didn't have competition. You're probably going to think, oh, Department of Defense. No, NASA. Because when NASA was formed, it was full of all those brilliant minds, and there were government payroll, and they had no competition. But now they do. And guess what? Sure enough, private sector launches rockets cheaper than NASA could even have possibly have imagined. And return the rocket in reverse back on the launching pad. American ingenuity at its finest. At its finest. But guess what? It had to be hustled, harnessed, rattled by a naturalized American citizen named Elon Musk. Tui for Yui. There, I, I believe there is a place for business in this country and, and the world. You know, I think business is great for like art, like video games and movies. You know, sometimes the profit incentive. And you use the worst examples of that, uh, of the place for business. How about for planes, trains, automobiles, computers, my God, a vaccine? Because I believe in, I, I, I'm a big believer in free art. That's How separate. about John Deere tractors? I mean, hello. I believe in art that's like, what, uh, I, the reason I go to this place first. The only reason for art is for the unemployed and deranged to use their creative skills to make a living. Like that's us. That's art. Most <laughs> artists are that. Like us. Antisocial <laughs> freakazoids who got nothing better to do. And guess what? They do have talent, and they should be able to sit in front of an easel, have someone else pay their bills, kind of like Karl Marx, who didn't have any skills, but they had always had a rich woman in his life paying his skills, paying for his skills. Uh, what skills? I don't know. Uh, journalists, I guess, skills. And, you know, can't you use those examples? I mean, those are better examples. Art, sure the only there, role there, there, art really plays. There's some, but no, but art is art for white guys. It's a, it rich a guys character. to see their wealth. It, that's art, art. No, that's you buy art that's to the see the art your exhibit movement. But like other stuff that I also think about is art creates a sense of national character. Like how many of us understand ourselves in summations as a whole? Yeah, like look at how we change throughout our stories. You know, American, yeah, tells telling our like, stories like, through in, in, in all 1950s, on canvas. Yes, in 1950s we loved the western. You know, because we conceived ourselves as the cowboy. Or John Wayne. Maybe. And then in the 1980s, we perceived ourselves as like the big muscle behind the world, Stallone and Schwarzenegger, right? You know, there's a real, I feel, social... Oh, you mean Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Can you say that three times? Stallone, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Wow, you did it. Yeah, damn. So there, I think there's a value of art kind of remaining independent from the state. Because I do not want the government to simply be pushing stuff it wants seen. So or I, eliminating those who paint stuff that they don't want to see. Like in, yeah. like in one one in fa- one failure that Fidel Castro had among the Cuban culture is they could never harness, suppress, uh, dilute, deny or denigrate the art, the art culture of Cuba. Some of the greatest art I've ever seen, man, are these new Cuban uh, painters that just are telling the system, go f- off. We are free in our minds and our souls, and we're going to paint it however we wish. I went to go see an art exhibit of a Cuban painter. Once again, I cannot remember because I didn't buy the art as much as I wanted to. It was a, a lady on a raft standing at the uh, uh, standing on her row. I should say rowboat. It wasn't a raft because it wasn't circular. It was actually a boat, wooden rickety raft. 
That's why I called it Rickety Raft. And she was standing with her oars, uh, but she only had one oar, so she was in the posture of the Statue of Liberty. And she was rowing in the direction of the United States, but the horizon of the downtown of the United States, okay, if you can imagine the horizon at a, at a person in a, in a rough sea, guess what? It was on the other side of a waterfall. <sighs> the unattainable, because so many Cubans don't make it. And, of course, there were uh, uh, dorsal fins of sharks and stuff like that. But it was so detailed. It was mind-boggling. And, yes, it tells that story. There's nothing like oil on canvas to tell a story. So what I kind of – yeah, oh, that, that was an interesting bit. But I think it's really good that art kind of remains separate. And you can kind of see it in a lot of countries that where art's not connected to the government and is wealthy enough to fund the art that I, I think art's quite important. There's a story I'm reminded by in the But British. you don't want government – are you implying the government should fund artists? Are you kidding me? No, I'm saying the opposite. But oh, the I'm opposite. saying that there needs – you know, the big problem with art is that it usually just – can only be funded by rich people, you know. So art throughout history, throughout history, is always I think been most reflective. artists would take that statement as kind of insulting. I believe the only one who can make an artist rich in his lifetime, in other words, before he dies, is the rich, is the rich guys. Well, just historically, you know, it's been very you know, reflective. rich people want to see their wealth reflected. You know, it's been very reflected in sort of that, like the Italian Renaissance. Wealthy families were funding their portraits. You know, the, the, yeah, the Mona Lisa was a self-portrait. But you know, it's funny. You know, sorry, who, I shouldn't say self-portrait was a portrait. You know, who actually envied the Soviet-style filmmaking industry is would surprise you. I would because I have no idea. George Lucas. No way. The guy went out and like it, it's really funny because Lucas has been like, I think he's actually a child of the counterculture of the radical 1960s. Whoa. Um, and he said that. Um, he said that. Um, where did that come? Cool. You good? Okay. Um, he said no, that... No, don't worry about me. No matter yeah. what my antics are, you keep on talking. It's radio. Why? Because if you're silent, they're going to go to that terrible music on both sides of 94.5 Blink Radio Keep Us Game. That's what he you're listening that, to. He said that... young and old they show. They would let you make your own movie, but you would just receive social consequences later. But in the States, you have to secure funding. Which is a lot more difficult, according to him. Not to mention, you got to sell your your storyline, yeah. and there's so many players involved. Just before you, not just before, just to get funding, you got to have a screenwriter, some some idea of who's going to direct this film, who's going to cast this film, which is probably the most important thing of all. There's a lot of movies that are just poorly casted and 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 just never, never really gets off the ground because it, it was casted poorly. And there's a lot of, uh, there's, I would love to have a show, I always was looking, and you're out there, and you're a movie buff. I had a movie buff, but he disappeared on me. He, he lives up in Tallahassee today. But I really enjoyed his show that I had with him. And uh, that show was called Carmine the Baker, after the serial murder, Carmine, who was a, you know, he was a serial murder. His name was Carmine, but, uh, and, it's, and I shouldn't say, um, the serial murder was a baker, but Carmine was actually the son of a butcher. So it was Carmine the Butcher Show. Whew, another John Fetterman moment where I just mumble and scrumble. Oh, here we go. And uh, continue with your George Lucas stories because I'm, I'm not 
as much as I've watched movies, man, I have a terrible time watching for the second time. Terrible time remembering the, the title, the director, the actor. I'm, I'm a mess. But I, uh, I, mean, I know some people who are cinephiles who just make you feel like you, your movie tastes are like Neanderthalic. Uh, I am Neanderthalic. Um, Guilty. <laughs> I, I haven't been to a movie, and I haven't seen a movie or been to a movie since COVID. Think about that. I have not sat down and watched a full-length movie, not on DVD, not on Hulu, not on Netflix, nowhere since COVID. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was The Matrix 4, which I walked out on. You walked out of a movie? I do that all the time. No if, way. If, it, if a movie, They're insulting you. If it pisses me off, I leave. I've left on... Uh, I, I forgot the movie that I left on. But it was communist propaganda. I just couldn't take it. I walked out. Which one? I wish I could tell you, man. It really sucks. I remember the person that I was with and everything, and he was as anti-communist as me, and we both got up. We looked at each other like, are you going to sit here for another 50 minutes? Are you kidding me? 40 minutes is enough. Let's get out of here. And we did. I and wish I, people I found- It was a popular movie. I wish people found the better way to integrate their politics into their art. Because it really just feels like nowadays, given social media, everyone feels like they have to like beat the drum really loudly what their opinion is. Like the the good guy or bad guy will. How about always... a, how about uh, not really allow that to be seen in your movies, unless think... unless you take the audience for a fool, which most left wing Hollywood types do. That's why our movies. There's a big miniature right wing um, movie studio stuff. Yeah, the Jesus Callers. There's also the Daily Wire also is making movies recently, um, which is Ben Shapiro's company. You know, there, there's... Hey, Ben, if you hear this radio show, uh, I've got people that know you personally that are in my general sphere of things, uh, youngsters. Please allow me to just spend an hour on your show or you on mine. Ben Shapiro, give my regards to your wife, who is a doctor who is totally your backing and everything and totally exists. Thank What's you. What's up? <laughs> ben, he just pulled the Karl Marx on you. <laughs> Woo! Hey, blame it on me, man. I came up with the analogy to begin with. Oh, the, uh, the wealthy wife supporting the, the person who gets all the fame. <laughs> so, Ben, you know, you got that's to motivate you to come on this show yeah. and answer back to this guy. He's Andy the Socialist. No, you're Alejandro, so you, yeah. you don't have an Andy. You're not Andres. So, Alejandro, do you ever go for, you, uh, do you have un apodo? In other words, a name that they gave you in the street or in the neighborhood or your, your um, parents? At my karate place, they call me MMA. MMA? Um, at my, I, at my I gym can't even say in, that three times. At my gym back in D.C., they called me AO. AO. Oh, my God, you can get, your set, you can get set up on that one. Yeah. But you don't just have, like, Ale or Big A or... Because I'm going to have a tough time keep on calling you Andy uh, Alejandro the Socialist because I need a radio name for you to refer to you. I'm Mac on the Rock. That's it. It's stuck there. Mac on the Rock Rampage. You want to see my YouTube channel? You can see all the stuff out there, all the crazy things going on, and you, you just have at it. But there's a, lo- there's, a, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of content to come after me at. If you don't like how I think, talk, and walk. So you don't want to have a nickname that you've... I can't call you AO. You're going to end up being AOC. I think AO works. What? AO? AO. It sounds like hey, yo. 
Hey, yo, hey, yo. Do your friends call you that at I all? I like Sebastian Gorka. Yeah, I love his accent. It's Gorka. Look at him. I Mike. am the highest ranking member of the Vitessian Ren. Look, look, how, uh, look how he looks, man. He's a trip and a half. I wonder who I wonder who pushed him out of the Trump administration. Him and Steve Bannon. I wonder why they all got pushed out. Um, why did he fire Bannon? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. There. Uh, I, I was told by my circles that he started to drink too much. He was starting to drink. He looks like it. He has the drink face. Yeah, and when you know you, when you come to the work all dressed up, but you're not shaving and your hair standing up and you have booze on your breath you don't want to work with that person it, it was really impressive how he managed to scare the media and i don't know that to be true i don't know it to be true i just that's what my circles told me that he took to the bottle and I, was, I can't he, he looks like it um it's really funny now i don't know what the case is with gorko who in the hell he i have a feeling he didn't get along with uh what's his name um uh, either Mark Meadows or the other guy that was around there for a while, Co- Conan. Conan. Oh God! Um, I was out of the states. Like I was in Cone, a rem- Cone, I was in a remote part of the DR. You know, doing charity work, building a pipeline so this village could get f- clean water. And I missed Scaramucci that whole week. It was only two days. I missed it. Maybe and everyone missed, was talking maybe, about it, and maybe, I missed it. Yeah, maybe it was five days. <laughs> I, I was like, no. I can't believe you. See, that's the, that's the problem that Trump has. He claims he's really good at picking people because of his skills at hiring people at his organization. When it comes to public service, my God, you've got to get it right. And loyalty can't be number one. Aptitude must be and political posture. Those two things. Aptitude, political posture. I know the best people. I, I know the best people. Yeah, I know the best I people. I know the best people. And guess what? They all left him down. They all let him do- let him down. Starting with his DOJ guy. What was his name? The old man from uh, Alabama of Senator Sessions. Trump really supercharged politics. What he did was... He got people paying attention. I remember. like, And, I, reg- I, and registered to vote for the first time. I, I would talk about people about politics before. Or like these issues or history or these things. And people would look at you like you were Alex Jones. Like all political opinions to many people might as well all be Illuminati. Today's the, today's the anniversary of Sandy Hook. Oh, yeah. I think. He, he, he also was drinking heavily. Alex Jones, I guarantee you, was someone who destroyed himself with drinking. Uh, I believe when he came up with Sandy Hook, that uh, uh, was an atrocity. Uh, that was just so wrong to say that. I mean, come on, man. They were talking about children here. To say that it was some kind of made-up story, I mean, it's just... Go, I, it goes back to liberal thinking. No, it's, the most restricted uh, personal carry laws were in Connecticut. And there goes Sandy Hook. Some, some kid with autism shoots his mom in the morning and then shoots up the school that she worked at because she wouldn't dedicate more time to him. Well, what was she thinking when she took him out to go shooting all the time? Her and her boyfriend. It's terrible. It's I have I'm an uncle of a child with autism. You never even consider associating autism with a gun. I mean, what can possibly go wrong? I mean, my God. I, I would say that the big issue is like first, you know, we probably need more paternity leave and stuff like that. But primarily, I wanted to say what was what happened with Jones is I was in these libertarian circles for a while, and 
a lot of people get really paranoid online. Like, people get really paranoid in social circles on the internet, which is why I, I believe this show, because it's important that I talk to someone who I don't see eye to eye with. Because what happens is people start constructing little tales and stories about what's actually happening. Like, I remember I, I would talk to people, like people I knew. December the 14th, 2012, Newton, Connecticut, Sandy Hook. And so, they were just like... I was correct. And they were just like, yeah, no, Biden did not beat Bernie. Like, I know people who think Biden did not beat Bernie. I don't believe Hillary did. I think she rigged the election with superdelegates. With superdelegates, yeah, that's proven. That's disgusting. But what happened with Bernie... And Bernie Bernie took it in the... He accepted it and ran again. And then they did it again to him. How in the hell did Biden come out of nowhere in South Carolina to pull this off? Well, the numbers added up. I'll tell you, the numbers actually added up. Because people were pointing at this before when Bernie started... You know what you buy into? And I know you're going to set me up for this. You buy into that Republicans tend to go in person to vote and Democrats are lazy as hell as they are in real life and they vote mail-in ballot. And unfortunately, that's how the rig is started. Because if you have a lot of mail-ins, nobody in their right minds think that there's some person comparing... The signature on the voter registration card with the signature in the mail-in ballot. It ain't happening. It's not happening. It's not going to ever happen in any state. Who is doing the most mail-in ballots? I, right now, I believe there's like four states that all... It's older people who are the Republicans' voting base. Oh, so that means that the election was surely rigged. No, it means that you guys are losing your target audience. Wow. That's a big statement and somewhat... Valid, because I know we don't got a bunch of young people, that's for sure. So the older crowd has just got tired of voting for us, because we stand for very little. I mean, I, I think the... And it's true. We I, stand for very little. We're still we, on the low taxes, small government. Against. Huh? We know what you stand against, but we don't know what you stand for. And, and therefore, my book, The Fiscals. That, that I feel is like what's the big problem with the Republicans. That's why they got creamed this time around. You know what I was going to write today, and I never got around to it? I was going to write, if we didn't call for Biden's impeachment for fear of not getting the Senate, and then we don't get the Senate, why not call for his impeachment? Because we don't have the Senate. That's the story of the Republican Party. Hasn't had the Senate since 1911. And Dimbo, Dumbwats, intellectually lazy people can say, oh, but you've had control of both the Senate and the House under George Bush. No. We have 51. 52. I don't even think we have 52. I think it was under Bush was only 51. That's not enough to pass a, even a budget. You need 60. I think if DeSantis beats Trump, and if he could possibly beat Biden, all things considered, he, you know, the Republicans are need to go in and do some... Because Trump was good in getting the base energized. I think Manchin beats... Biden in a primary. Uh, he had no choice. He's not gonna West get, Virginia mansion? He's not going to get reelected in West Virginia, so he might as well run for president. Biden's really weird in the way he polls because people like his policies, but they see Who's him... Who's people? You people, you mean. People in general, yeah. Like, But when they see Biden, he's like, hey, listen here, I, 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 I was walking down the park, and this guy had a dog. And I was like, come here, dog. And you know what? He came. So people see Biden and they know that he's on a cocktail of medication and their gut says 
he's not entirely there. But they voted for him anyway because out of pure envy and hatred. Well, and Trump it was, was really, scaring people. Yeah. Uh, it's called prosperity. <laughs> and that scares the hell out of left-wing people because they usually get free stuff. No. It's, no, it's not that it, they it's usually not, get free stuff. Is that the vast majority of them seek one day to be able to get free stuff. That's no, probably no, no, my statement. Trump spooked people when COVID did. No, it was COVID. when COVID came. It kind they of blamed it on Trump because they were blaming everything else on Trump. It was all. I, I, I mean, people. It's all big part of a I big problem. I wouldn't blame COVID on Trump. In all honesty, even why should I, you? Your communists did it. <laughs> no, but hold on, because I feel like there's a lot of things that are outside of the come president's on. They got, control. They got us the R and D. I'm trying to play you some defense here. No, come and, on. And you're not going to take it. I'm going to uh, give you that's... 12 minutes to say whatever the hell you want until seven o'clock. But, I'm out. <laughs> Go for it. I, I feel like, you know, when it comes to gas prices or when it comes to, like, how COVID spread, these are things that I wouldn't hold Biden or Trump really responsible for. Trump, the blame with Trump that I might have, the only thing I didn't like that he did, I mean, I saw Fauci behind Trump, and I thought... Like, really behind him. He's only 5'6". I know, and I thought, that's a good guy to put behind you. He's this adorable little Under doc- you, actually. He's like this adorable little doctor, man. You know... He, 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 he's going to make you look like, oh, look, I'm taking this seriously. Like, I have this little Dr. Elf man who's going to come and, like, you know, start being the chief doctor as we go through this pandemic. I, I, was out, I thought he was well cast for the part. So, but the only thing that I feel Trump really tumbled was not handing out masks at the beginning. Now, there is science, whether, you know, you want to debate. Neither of us have really a background in medical science. Um... And especially that's, with that's the spread been, that's of disease. That's been very dis, disproven. If you're contaminated, you know, if you're positive, COVID positive. You can quit. be asymptomatic. Right. So, I don't, like, I don't like the collective strong-arm Stalinist approach where you force me to wear a mask. But I do want all people to, if they're sick, man, wear a mask. If someone in your family is sick... Your child, your your spouse, your brother who came over to have a beer with you, if they come down with it, you wear a mask. Why? Because you could have it and you might be asymptomatic. Always thin slice your thinking. We become, as a result of socialist public schooling, and remember, socialist public schooling doesn't just mean the public school itself. They seriously impact private schools, as you can attest to. Sunshine in Florida, Sunshine State Standards implies to private school. So, if you don't thin slice your existence, don't just think a thought, that's cheap, but think further, and if there's a piece missing in your thinking, find out and fill the blank so that you don't talk stupidly. Now, I just spoke out of hand because I told you I was going to give you 10 minutes. But I... I thought that was the part where he kind of fumbled that he was, you know, he was more interesting in saying, um, what was it, like the Kung Flu or something? He was more interested in, like... Doing these little His, and don't ask me questions because you you want the floor. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no. he was he was propagandizing an epidemic. So like that was my big issue with it is that this was really a moment that he could have really. I felt you know there's he's, not he stepped up man he got the vaccine approved. I, I, now I give, I'm sure I, he's regretting it I because give the vaccine speed credit. Yeah, and I, it, I give him going to the Taliban and signing the withdrawal credit. I wanted to be out of Afghanistan, you know. 
And here's the thing. I was furious. I remember I smashed, I threw my phone at the couch when I was listening to NPR. And they were trying to, like, say, like, oh, getting out is a mistake. Because those liberals, like, more, more than they more than they let on. You know, so... Oh, my God, the neocons, half of oh them are God. on the left, of course. The neocons are former Trotskyites. That's, see, that would have been a drive you mock moment for the next show. But it, we still got nine more minutes. So... Because you yeah, have to build that either, case. Yeah. And I don't know if you're going to be able to pull that one off. Oh, it's, it's very well documented. But, so there are things that I'm willing to give Trump credit you know, because sometimes Trump was saying the common sense stuff that like... How like build a wall? Hello? It started bring that back way. manufacturing. We can't bend over to China. You yeah, know, you can't have well, aspirin he, being... Going into Iraq was a mistake. Like, there, there is a certain point where I've learned after being in college so much where you don't want You wanna, learned in college? No way. <laughs> where you, hold on, hold on. Where you don't want to like completely, you know, go over to credentialism. You don't want to be always listening to experts. You don't always want to have like... Sometimes there is a value in, you know, recognizing what's being played at hand, going with your gut a little bit. There's a value to that. However, what really got people kind of scary about Trump was that, like, this guy was kind of a strong man in his own right or projected to be a strong man. So what? If you don't think the United States will ever be invaded, as you said yeah. Monday, what makes you think he wants to stay in power forever? You know, he's he said be, it. Oh, my God. He said it. That's ridiculous. He said it. Biden said, we've conducted and concoctured the greatest election rig in history. He said that, too. And how come you're quiet? He said it. Could you please show me that? Uh, go to YouTube right now. We concocted. But, but hold on, but I want to finish my point. He said it I was a slip of, it was slip of tongue. Is that the, it's from the basement. Sure. Go to YouTube. But sure. But, like, let me finish my point on Trump. Is that Trump was too power hungry. And he didn't really have a vision. You know, a lot of times he was able to be lulled into doing things because people assured him, you know, Obama wouldn't have done this. You know, he pulled back, you know, monitoring and approvals for drone strikes that went up 90% under him. This was a guy who said he wanted to do a hell of a lot more than torture. This was a guy who wanted to ban Muslims from coming into the country. So uh, we catch a terrorist and we shouldn't torture them to get more information out? That doesn't work. Because you read that somewhere. No, Mattis. This huh? is Mad Dog Mattis himself. And what is torture, what it, to, torture doesn't get information. It gets you it false, makes, infor gets no, no, you no. false information. It, it, it tells them what they want us to hear to make it stop. Ah, you've never been tortured. Either do, you, do, you, do you want to try? We can torture each other. I'll, I'll waterboard you for a bit. And, I'm not, and, I'll, and I'll be like, you know. I feel right at home, surrounded <laughs> on an American immigrant, son of an immigrant, surrounded by a socialist. I feel right at home here in Blink Radio 94.5. And you're a young socialist, meaning you are a product of everything. I, I'm not I, seeing, I, so I looked up by When I'm going to YouTube, I'm going to YouTube, and I'm going to keep on talking I, I, while I, 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 I find. I'm looking up your quote that you put. It, nothing's <clears> coming up. Okay. I'm, I'm going to find it because I've heard I've I've heard it many times. And uh, here's the thing: Biden's in, like really senile, so he could be saying anything for. Any yeah, reason. yeah. Of course, you guys have fallback position. You guys <laughs> elected him; he's senile, but you voted for him anyway. I wanted to vote for Bernie, but I didn't get and, and that. Look, he's your perfect example: a guy older than him who can still figure it out and still. Not sit there and mumble jumbo lie like he always has. Oh, no, it, it was the older people in the Democratic Party who were going to always vote centrist. If Buttigieg um, or the other ones, um, if all the other centrists had not dropped out, Bernie would have won against Biden. 
but Obama told them to drop out because well, Obama because did not Bernie want Bernie can, elected. Because Bernie cannot win a uh, general election. Not even he's the, the most popular po- politician. Yeah, in the country. but that middle class is not going to be taxed at ninety percent. They're not going to do it. They'll, they'll vote against him. But he has, a good, he has a good chance. I have friends of mine already telling me, I became an independent. I became an independent. I go, why? Because you voted for Biden? Why don't you just become a Republican and give us 60 senators one day and fix this freaking thing? Not until you guys have a better platform for other than tax cuts for the wealthy. Well, guess what? The wealthy is <laughs> the ones who pay the taxes. So if you give a tax cut, of course, they're the ones who are going to get the tax cut. They pay it all. Come on, man. 20, what is it? 22% pays... 95% of our taxes? I mean, but they don't spend money domestically is the problem. Nah, you, over you come up with th- that th- ridiculousness. No, 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 this, this, this is an old this prediction of Adam Smith. This is but capitalism no 101. Way. This is capitalism That's 101. That's when, if he did say it, and I'm going to take your word for truth. If he did say that, it was very provocative to buy foreign stuff. How long was Mercedes popular in the United States? To this very day, it's popular to own a foreign car. In my case, it was Lexus. It was Honda. Uh, because American cars were trashy. Their, 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 their dashboards would move around. When they were given the CC engine, the union said, nah, uh, 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 we're staying on horsepower. Uh, 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 uh. That person sold to the Japanese. Look what they, they made. And on conservative virtues, church, house funding, husband and young, wife. Young generation is... Working incredibly for incredibly less religious, so yeah. Guess th- what? Th- that's not going to win a Republican election. Guess what? And so will the birth rates. That's why it's in negative territory as of Barack Obama's presidency. When you have low birth rates, you are confirming my book, my word in my book that I, it's throughout the book. It's called the progressive virus. I hope to be more popular than something that came out now called woke. But I meant to say woke and i'm really jealous taken aback by the pr firms that came up with woke and i you, like to you know you got to give the pr firm you got to give um they the discovery institute credit for admitting and astroturfing critical race theory which they admit is a term purely meant to aggravate the republican base and expose communism in our schools for what it is there's a there's a, a statement i made earlier uh, on a previous show of ours, between you and I, where there was a list proposed in Congress by a congressman who ended up getting elected several times here in Florida in the 60s, giving a list. You'll know that communists have arrived when this and this and this and this and this and this happens. You could find it on the net and you're going to say, oh my God, AO read this. I can't use AO because it sounds like AOC, so you're going to have to come up with another one for... for Tomorrow, we're not going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're going to go straight, fired up all five days. Of course, there are some exceptions where I got to go to a Panther game on the weekend, on the during the week. My brother is having his baby tomorrow. Whoa! And his name going to be Alejandro, like my my no, no, son's no. baby. <laughs> it's Victoria. Oh, girl. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Congratulations. You're an official uncle. Is that your first time or second time? Or? First uncle. First time being an uncle. Um, first time being a grandparent. Well, congratulations. Um, keep on talking for three more minutes, and I hope to find this because I like to play it on the air, where he said, where Joe Biden admits that we have the, we have orchestrated and organized the biggest election racket ever, and that is going to throw you for a loop if I can get it. Because no such evidence for election fraud exists. 
Yeah, you, <laughs> you, uh, no, no judge no, will listen to it. it. It's fine, but you won't let Republicans us have to really shift. Hey, you won't they, let us touch an election machine. We don't get. You the, can do it. No, Dominion is suing all of these networks right now. We're for suing. libel. Because none of these things were true. Because the story keeps changing. Oh, oh wait a minute. China I... and Venezuela are hacking everything. Uh, you know, they're they're stuffing ballots. It's the the story will continue to change. The story will continue to to go to all of these different directions. Like Christy Lake's whole bundle of excuses for losing Arizona, a once red state, because Republicans would rather play fiction. She, she didn't lose it. Platform to appeal to young she people. She didn't lose it. You know she didn't. I know she lost. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> Another basement dweller wins it. Hobbs running the elections. What herself. does it say that they're losing to basement dwellers? Uh, <laughs> Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie, yeah. If what you does it say? Call the guys losers. Just don't lose to them. Uh, I'm, unfortunately, man, I don't know the switchboard well enough to be able to play what I'm hearing on the internet. And it really sucks that I could use a, a board tech who's better at this than I am. And um, so now I got to go back to the archaic format of putting my phone up to the microphone, which really sucks when you are uh, uh, community radio and you don't have employees. You're kind of uh, in a harsh reality of things. Let's see here. Keep on talking, my friend, while I look here. Because um, this is what happened, is that many young people like me were almost going to vote Republican during the Obama days. Because, I don't believe that for a second. Oh, I did. I, I was backing Ron Paul. I was a major part of my college's Libertarian Club because this was an appealing way to So how did about, they lose you? They lost me because a lot of these guys are associated with cranks. Um, but very much more, I f- saw that the Libertarian movement was kind of... Um, a rebranding of a lot of conservative rhetoric, which I had no interest in. But, you know, say what you will about that. There was an effort, you know, where it was a talk of freedom, where it was a talk of minimal government in the way that it gets in our lives. Um, You know, there was a good way to appeal to young people that the libertarian said, which is, I want married gay couples to protect their weed with guns. But here's the thing is, um, I found this is a very adjustable position over to the left. However, it's, it's really going to be a thing if... They want to continue to appeal to things. They're primarily going to have to acknowledge is that people work living paycheck to paycheck. You know, some people hold two jobs at once. The Republicans are going to need to come smell the roses that people struggle making a living. That Hello, can- you voted for Biden. Of course you're struggling making a living. Oh, you have a progressive income tax. Of course you're struggling to make a living. Then you're getting yeah, but, fined. But these people are working you know jobs. The IRS- they're, not, they're not capital holders. So Republicans are going to need to realize is that they're going to need to hold on to Trump something did. more than cultural. Those people were his base. They were voting and registering for the first time. That's the point we're taking. You envied no, him no, no. Trump, and hated Trump, him Trump's for doing Trump's position that. Was, cla- was a culture war. Come Trump, on. Trump everybody was the who showed ultimate up, culture war. Everybody who show, showed up on January the 6th, who actually marched over to the Capitol, which separates that by half, because the original speech was given by double to the amount of people who actually showed up at the Capitol. I know people who were at the Capitol, and they never even got close to the building. They just stayed under the trees uh, watching the bedlam. Well... That crowd was voting for the first time, and they were all broke. Tucker Carlson said they were all broke, that they had massive amounts of credit card debt. The the person you're describing, and they were Trumpsters. Because those are the people who are going to be 
brought into movements with new energy are the people who are struggling. But like All right, right now, so here we go. continue talking. I'm gonna. Uh, it's 25 second clip. It's during the campaign. And wait, it's during the campaign. He was running for president at the time. Okay, so he didn't wreck it, huh? Given the time, if he said this after, no, he said it before. He said it before, so he it, didn't. Right here, text to vote Biden. Um, I'm going to turn it on for a second. I'm running the risk that it's not this because I want the microphone to have it. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And he was dead serious when he no, said No, yeah, it. but do you know what that means? It means that you got busted. No, no, it means that they're monitoring fake Secondly, votes. It's quite clear. We're in a situation clear. where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. That's a maturing candidate. I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Wait a minute. I, I, can, can, uh, can I do that again? Secondly, we're in a situation Thirdly, where we He's talking about an oversight group, clearly. Did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Folks, that's a drop the mic moment. Take care and stay free. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.